High Desert and the great American Southwest. I bid you good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be on the planet and all its wonderful time zones covered by this program. I'm Art Bell, and this program is Coast to Coast AM. Glad to be here. It's the weekend. Hooray. And... It's going to be an extremely interesting program this evening. Next hour, Lynn Buchanan, very famous remote view, uh, viewer instructor, uh, very famous remote viewer, period, from the government CIA-sponsored program. Lynn Buchanan, one of the greats. And in the, this hour, we're going to have open, open lines. That's coming up. But a few things first. I've got a little homegrown weirdness for you. I mean really homegrown. This involves me and some friends of mine, and fortunately, it's just not me that's going to be telling the story. I've got her here. You know her. Her name is Bonnie Crystal. At least a lot of you probably know her. She's the very unusual lady who traveled to Peru and travels to different parts of the world looking for the deepest holes in the world to climb down into. In fact, one time we talked to her uh, by satellite phone in Peru when she was about to descend into one of the aforementioned holes. Anyway, something truly bizarre happened yesterday, and I, I guess I was part of it. So in a moment, we'll tell you all about it. This would be a superb time to ask you all what you know about missing time. And that's right, missing time. Time that just um, is gone. Now, here's a little homegrown weirdness for you. Bonnie Crystal and her business partner, Jessica, were on the way from, you know, they're friends of mine. They were on the, on the way from the Bay Area where they live, uh, down to Las Vegas, here to Las Vegas, uh, to go to the CES show, as so many other electronic junkies are doing right now. It's going on in Las Vegas with all the electronic goodies. And so I was talking to Bonnie, who, of course, is a ham radio operator, on the 40-meter band, and I was kind of talking her in. You know, I think I got her from the time she pretty much left home until she got here, actually, uh, came to Prump and... Uh, and, and and so, right in the middle of our conversation, I guess Bonnie and I were talking. Bonnie, uh, welcome to the program. When when uh, were you and I chatting? You were just getting to a high point, weren't you? Right. Hi, hi, Art, and greetings, everybody. We were. It was the day before yesterday, in the afternoon, midday, and we were uh, traveling from the central part of California over the mountains at Tehachapi towards Las Vegas and Pahrump area. Right. And we got to the top of the mountain, and there were they have the big wind farm plant there where they have windmills generating electric power. Yeah, it's incredible, actually. And we saw the windmills, and as we got to the top, we were talking with you on the ham radio. It was you and Jess in your car, right? Right. And, and, yeah, you and I were talking on ham radio. And then uh, you got off uh, for a few moments. Ramona came in and gave me some lunch. I said, I'm going get, get to get a bite to eat. And so we signed temporarily. And I said, I'll be back in a few minutes. And then, I guess, huh, the next time I heard you, 
uh, was easily an hour, maybe more than an hour later, uh, suddenly there you were. I had been looking for you. I had been calling you, but suddenly there you were. And so what happened? Well, it seemed like only a few minutes to me, but it ended up being 45 minutes or an hour later. And the funny thing is... Uh, you can be driving somewhere and not realize that you passed an exit or something like that. But this particular instance, Jessica and I both realized it at the exact same time. You realized that you had lost an hour. And somehow we got transported to a place further away than we were actually headed to. How much further? Well, it was at least uh, 45 miles or 50 miles away. Plus you past a place where you normally would have stopped for gas and all the rest of it? I mean, where you actually probably planned to stop for gas, right? Yes, we planned to stop for gas in a little town called Mojave. Right. Uh, and just so happens that at that particular time they have stoplights and you have to make a left turn. And there's usually a lot of uh, truck traffic and that sort of thing and, and traffic in town. So in other words, if, if you were subject to some sort of road hypnosis... Uh, hitting that would have snapped you out of it anyway. I mean, uh, you know, if you're kind of hypnotized by the road and you don't realize where you are, okay, fine. People can imagine that as a cause for what we're talking about right now. But that this would have pulled you out of that quick because you would have had to stop and notice everything around you. Yes, and I would have had to make a, you know, slow down to a stop and make a left turn across traffic in order to get on the other road. And we don't remember anything about that. And the funny thing about it is, that we both remember nothing during that period of time. So in other words, from the moment or a moment or two after I spoke to you on the radio and we signed, in, and then just like a minute later, you were how far down the road? 50 miles down the road. 50 miles down the road. And I guess you looked at each other and said, at the same time, what? We, well, the first thing we noticed was a landmark on the side, which was a new solar energy plant that they built out in the desert there. Right. And we thought, have they built another one before you get to Mojave? We knew that you had one down the road past Mojave and on the way to Barstow. But here they built this new plant since the last time we've come through here. And then we realized we were not where we thought we were because all of a sudden we started seeing landmarks for a little place called Kramer Junction. Kramer Junction. And that, and we said to ourselves, how can we be in Kramer Junction? Kramer Junction is after Mojave. And it was right at that time that we heard you on the radio and talked to you on, on the ham radio. And the first thing you, I think someone asked me was, hey, something just happened to us out here. Something like that. It was you or Jess. Uh, is Jess there with you? Yeah, she's here with me now. Put her on for just a sec. Okay, Jessica. Hi, Art. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Okay, so um, your account of this experience, roughly the same, of course, but you both realized this at the same time? We realized it when we went by the power plant, and I said to Bonnie, I said, how far up the road is Mojave? And she said, well, it's, it's just up the road a bit. And then we turned up to Kramer Junction, and I said, wait a minute, Kramer Junction is after Oh, my God, what happened to Mojave? And then you came on the air, and I think I told you, Art, something very strange has just happened. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Jessica, what do you think happened to you? 
I have no idea. I'm a physicist, so I'm supposed to understand these things. And the strange thing is that Bonnie and my memories of getting off the radio with you ended at the same time, and our memories of the power plant started at the same time. And I was fully awake. I was watching the scenery, waiting for Mojave to come along to gas up and get a soda. And it just absolutely no memory. It's like someone cut that 45 minutes out of my life. You're not a strong believer in the paranormal, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I believe in, in the physics of the world, and yes. things are supposed to operate a certain way. They're yes. not supposed to happen like this. Uh-huh. But, but they do, and, the, and they happened. did. And it happened the day before yesterday. And it shook me up. As you remember when I was talking to you on the radio, it was, it was a definitely an earth-shaking experience. This stuff's not supposed to happen. But it does, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I can attest to that now, and right now I'm getting goosebumps telling you. <laughs> well, I, I listen. I really uh, appreciate the two of you uh, coming on there. They had to go grab a, a hotel room telephone somewhere or another in order to come on the air and even tell this story. They're in Las Vegas at the CES show. How is the CES show? Is it really cool? Packed with people. It's very interesting. Video is definitely the hot thing. HD TV is everywhere, and. Uh, as you know, with your new HDTV, everyone's going to have one in a couple of years. It's it, Yeah, it'll happen. Just as uh, black and white went to color, this will happen. And uh, it's a stunning difference from color. Oh, yes. Well, I, I, look, I want to thank you and I want to thank Bonnie uh, for coming on the air, and it'll probably spark a conversation. I, I have no idea what happened to that time where you might have been. You've checked your body, haven't you? Uh, yes, that's the Mars. first thing I thought was... <laughs> In fact, I think I mentioned to you, because yeah. something like weird happened in the middle of the afternoon along a highway, because it, it wasn't even nighttime. Yeah, in broad daylight, uh, two uh, <laughs> individuals who pride ourselves on being scientists. We're scientists. We, this stuff doesn't happen to us. We hear about this, but to experience it is spooky. And I'm and, sure some of your listeners have, have experienced this also. It's even in, in reflection now, the two of you don't think it's possible that just some simple old road hypnosis could have done this. I wasn't watching the road. I wasn't <laughs> hypnotized by anything. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, Bonnie was speaking with me, so yeah. there was a lot of external stuff going on. And we were both well-rested, and we both just had lunch, and it's the middle of the day. Those are not hypnosis periods. You know, in the evening, on a lonely road at night, you can understand that. Yeah, I'm with you. Well... Congratulations, and welcome to the club, both of you. <laughs> There's more things in heaven and earth, right? I guess so. Thanks. And, and good night. Uh, that's, that's Bonnie Crystal and Jessica. And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, we'll hear from Bonnie again. She's going back down to Peru. Uh, she's a caver on top of doing what she does in uh, Silicon Valley. She's a caver and looks for truly the deepest holes in the world. But there was an experience worth hearing about. Now, I had my little part in it, in that I was talking to them and noted the passage of that amount of time, certainly, and called and called them, and uh, they weren't there. The question is, where were they, or when were they, or whatever? So, maybe some of the rest of you have had uh, uh, some sort of experience with something like this. I, I don't know, but I thought I would toss it out for what it's worth, and it is certainly worth something. Uh, quickly around the world, British soldiers and Iraqi police clashed Saturday with armed stone-throwing protesters in south-eastern uh, Iraq, killing six people. 
U.S. officials unfortunately acknowledge that American soldiers mistakenly killed two Iraqi policemen after they failed to properly identify themselves. And in Fluja, all nine soldiers aboard the helicopter, the medevac helicopter that we now know was shot down. Did not fall down. Well, it did, but it was shot down. An American Airlines commuter flight diverted Saturday, another one, after a passenger passed a note to the crew demanding to be taken to Australia. Uh, The plane uh, landed safely instead at uh, Washington's Dulles Airport. It's cold in the Northeast. While the climate change is real, uh, certainly I'm sure that uh, people in the Northeast don't want to hear about, uh, you're going to hear about it, though, global warming. It's very cold right now. NASA's Spirit rover has now fully unfolded itself and stretched up to its full 4 foot 11 inch height. That's a small person, I guess, making it ready to drive off the lander that has delivered it to Mars. And the rover uh, space agency says it might reach the Martian surface as soon as Wednesday morning. Now, We've got to talk about Mars for a second. Uh, there's good news, and then I guess maybe some bad news. I don't know. A data acquired on Mars uh, from the Mars rover Spirit's mini thermal emission spectrometer shows that light or spectral signatures of an as-of-yet unidentified material that contains bound water That's water, folks, in its crystal structure. Minerals such as gypsum and zeolites are possible candidates. If water is indeed bound inside crystals underground, well, then it once flowed freely on the surface, meaning there's a very large chance there once was and maybe still is life on Mars. Now... There's something that I want to say here, which will probably be not good news for Richard Hoagland. I have, I've, I've really spent my time on the Enterprise mission site, and I have looked at all of uh, what I could find of what were considered to be anomalous photographs. And uh, yeah, there is one thing of a, I don't know, a snake maybe. You, 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 it sort of looks like a snake or a, an animal like a snake with its mouth open and eyes and stuff, right? But i got to tell you, what I mostly see up there um, are rocks. Uh, rocks. <laughs> I could nearly go into my backyard here or very close by and take a photograph out here in the desert and show you a, a, just a similar scene. Now, You know, I don't want to step on any toes here, but I don't see it, baby. I just don't see it. I see weird-shaped things. But when you have a field full of, or even a horizon full of weird rocks and shapes and things on Mars, you're going to end up with stuff that looks like stuff. I mean, it's, it's really akin, in my opinion to looking at the clouds and finding your little puppy dog up there. Ooh, look at your puppy dog. You know, uh, it's like that. Um, You can find things in things, and when they're not fully distinct, 
when they're only partially distinct, and they are awfully good photographs, but, you know, by the time you get down to rocks and stuff like that, you begin to get a little fuzzy, and if you look at those photographs, I guess you can see things in them that, uh, that you want to see. I mean, the mind does that. Now, I know there will be strong, strong protests from the ever-passionate, very passionate, verbose Richard C. Hoagland, uh, but I, I've looked very carefully, and I'm sorry, I see rocks. Now, that doesn't negate the possibility there's life on Mars, certainly, and now with the discovery of water, it's ever so likely there is or was probably both. But I don't think we landed in the middle of a machine shop or wreckage of a civilization which I've seen some evidence of in satellite photographs that look below the immediate topography on the top of Mars. I'm willing to, to say those are very suspicious, but these new photographs from the rover, wonderful as they are, look like rocks. Now, there is some weird stuff there, you know, where the rover hit, you know, it boom, 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 bounced, right? And apparently, where it bounced, it exposed soil that was stripped up and folded in a very interesting way, according to Jim Bell, a spokesman, right? Uh, the scientists just can't wait to get there. They want to dig into the area where the rover bounced, they say, quote, it's bizarre. Steve Squire said that, principal, uh, principal inve investigator on the NASA team. It's strangely cohesive. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. It's weird stuff. That's a quote. And so there's plenty of interesting stuff to explore uh, in this crater on Mars. Uh, but once again, being absolutely honest with you and Richard and everybody else concerned, honestly, I, I've looked and I've looked at the photographs, and yes, you can see shapes. I mean, given millions of rocks, and there are obviously millions of rocks there, right? There's going to be some weird-shaped rocks. Hell, I can go out in my backyard here and go to Death Valley, and you can get a scene just about like that, and... You can come up, you go, ooh, look at that. And it's a really oddly shaped rock. And in a photograph, as you look at images and blow them up and do all the rest of that, you begin to get images that the mind will then attach, attach meaning to because that's what the mind tries to do when it looks at any image. It tries to attach a meaning to it. It's the human thing to do. We have brains and our brains go to work and they try and recognize something in the incoherent uh, madness that's out there. That's that's what minds do. They, it looks for something it recognizes. And uh, beyond that, I, I see nothing. Nothing but rocks and rocks and rocks. I'm Art Bell and this is Coast to Coast AM.
Hey, everybody, remember the phone numbers change on the weekends. You know, the week has some phone numbers. We share some with the week, and then we have other ones on the weekend. So listen very carefully. To talk with Art Bell, call the Wild Card Line at area code 775-727-1295. The first-time caller line is area code 775-727-1222. To talk with Art Bell from east of the Rockies, call toll-free at 800-825-5033. From west of the Rockies, call 800-618-8255. International callers may reach Art by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing option 5, and dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM. With Art Bell. It is, and we'll go to the phones shortly and uh, see what you have to think about all this. Those are the numbers. Stay right where you are. Open lines directly ahead. And now, from the high desert into the gene pool, we jump. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Yes, um, I was looking at the um, latest images from Mars. Ah, yes. And I found three of the images that looked like they had something like a UFO in the air. A UFO in the air? Yeah. On Mars? Definitely. Okay. And I just, I'd like to have somebody explain it. I, I just. Well, I would too. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't seen, uh, I, I can't say that I've seen what you're talking about, but. Okay. Uh, I can tell you how to go there. Uh, Well, send me an email. Okay. I sent you one of the fast things, anyway. A fast blast. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, is it in there? Is the URL in there? Um, No, I don't know how to do that on my computer. Oh. um, Okay. Uh, Well, all you have to do is uh, right-click and and hit copy, and then uh, go to fast blast or anywhere else, and uh, right-click again and hit paste, and boom, it'll appear. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do that. Thank you very much. That's a quick quick lesson in how to transfer a URL. Copy and paste. Right-click. Wildcard line, uh, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I was wondering if anybody called in you with an explanation for that Bonnie with where her 50 minutes went. And and where, pray tell, did her 50 minutes go? Well, Highway 58 between Barstow and Tehachapi doesn't uh, go into Mojave anymore. you got to exit off Highway 14 oh, to get into Mojave. Really? Now they completed a bypass. Oh, really? That whole highway was under construction, and she's right about when she was going by the windmills there on Tehachapi. Yes. Well, about 45 minutes later, we'd put her about the truck stop there at Kramer Junction. <laughs> well, maybe that's where her uh, runaway hour or whatever went. Well, first thing that happened to me, that whole area was under construction. Well, you know, ma'am, I've got a, uh, you're in a truck right now, I take it, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've got a friend who's a truck driver, and we were talking with him as well yesterday, and what really scared me was... His name is Tim, friend of mine, and he was down in New Mexico at the time, involved in the conversation to some degree, and he said, oh, yeah, that happens to me sometimes, too. Oh, well, yeah, all of a sudden, when you're going, uh, when it first happened to me, I was going westbound toward Bakersfield, and all of a sudden, I seen a scale house, and I thought, well, what the hell happened to Mojave? Yeah, no, I don't mean so much in that exact thing, but missing time. Have you ever had missing time? Uh... 
Occasionally, not often. <laughs> Occasionally, but even so, um, uh, like as I told Tim, uh, that's a little scary. If people in 18-wheelers, you know the big ones, are missing time, then what the hell's a truck doing in between? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's the answer, a bypass. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I keep having uh, these uh, occurring disappearances. Uh, for instance, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had something on the top of my medicine cabinet. I have three shelves there. Yes. I had a plastic little handle that fell off the mirror. Uh, I kept it there for a long time. And then, uh, then I have, well, and what, I, what are you saying? Poof, it was just gone? Well, uh, what, what happened is I went to reach for a pair of scissors next to it. I got the scissors, and the object fell. It never hit bottom. I saw it go down. Till this day, I can't find it. And this is not the first time these things have happened. I've lost a button off my coat in my hallway. Um, the kitchen was ripped apart because of uh, renovation, and even the uh, radiator was taken apart. And I figured, oh, maybe now I'll find my button. Well, I, I, you know, I must admit, things do disappear, and they seem to go to the land of the lost. But then occasionally, some years, like you'll move something, uh, sofa or something that you haven't moved in years, and you look behind it, and you go, oh, wow, look. Well, that's where it went. Well, that's what I thought about the button that fell off my coat a few years ago. They ripped the whole kitchen apart because they were renovating. The counters went, the radiator went. I figured I would find my button then. No Nothing, button. never to be found, ever. Gotcha. Well, then, see, maybe on the other side of the coin, things do disappear. I mean, they just disappear. What do you suppose might occur to them? Maybe they slip into a little tiny hole into another dimension where they're never going to be found again. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Cheerio. Yeah, hello, Art. Hi. Uh, this is uh, Michael, listening to 550 KFYI in Phoenix. Yo, Michael. Uh, I wanted to call about the uh, debris field around the uh, rover. Yes. And, you know, I don't have a computer. I haven't seen the latest pictures, but I've been listening every night and, and uh, had heard everyone describe what's there and, Right. Great detail. Oh, yes. And I've come to a conclusion as to what it, what it is. Well, but that's awfully early for you to come to. I mean, without... Well, I, I, well I, yeah, I, I may have a, a new outlook on this, though. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, well, uh, it's... With all due respect to Richard, I think uh, that is uh, debris from the Earth. And uh, I believe that what it is is where, over all these years, all of our lost airline luggage has been going. <laughs> so we're back to the lost again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe a few other things, too. Who knows? Maybe they go to Mars. Well, you know that skull? That could, If you've ever seen a beagle skull yeah. and that uh, grid there, uh, that could just be a rusting... Uh, well, here's the challenge that I think that I'm going to do, uh, and I've been threatening to do this for a long time. I live out here in the middle of the desert, right? Uh -huh. And trust me when I tell you that nearby is Death Valley, and they, I'm telling you right now, I could take pictures of parts of Death Valley that would not be different than what you're seeing right now. Oh, yeah, Robinson Crusoe on Mars, the movie. Was and and I'm, I'm darn well thinking of doing it and then picking out little bunny rabbits and hammers and buzz saws and stuff like that. Oh, I agree. Me? I live in the desert, too. I've been I, I desert rat at times, and uh, you're right. So I'm, I'm going to do that. As, 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 thank you. As a test, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a picture. And as I was saying at the bottom of the hour, um, all do, with all good deference to Richard, uh, I think people see what they want to see. And then if if I were to say to you, oh, look, 
there is a picture of a hammer lying there right in the middle of the Martian desert. And it did look like a hammer. Then your brain would look at it and say, whoa, hammer. And so I, having looked at the photographs myself, I mean, I didn't go just on comments received at, at all. I looked very carefully at all the photographs. And yes, of course, you can begin to see shapes. The human mind forces you to do that because you're trying to identify something. And so, hallelujah, you do. And so I, I, I understand how it's happening. But honest to goodness, looking objectively, I can't go, wow, that's not a rock. I, I'm telling you, I see rocks. <laughs> International Line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. How are you doing tonight? Um, I'm just fine. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I actually had a question. I was surfing around the Internet a couple nights ago, and I came across this guy's site, William Cooper. Uh, Bill Cooper, yes. Who is this guy? Why? <laughs> well, uh, in the past, uh, Bill Cooper is uh, dead. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he didn't have a lot of nice things to say about you. Oh, I'm well aware. Uh, he thought that I was involved uh, with... Um, the secret government, let's see, the secret government, he thought uh, that I was a Freemason um, and a lot of other stuff, um, all kinds of things he thought about me. And uh, as evidence, he cited a triangle with an eye in it that somebody wants to put up on my website. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that, that art bell. And so all I can say is... Like the rocks on Mars, um, I guess you'll believe what you hear, uh, or not. Uh, anyway, that, that story on Bill Cooper. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how you doing, Art? I'm doing okay. Well, this is Karen, and I'm a truck driver, too. Uh-huh. And the other lady took the words right out of my mouth about uh, um, Tehachapi. The bypass. Right. The same thing happened to me. I got 20 miles down the road and realized, I, I, where's Mojave? Well, what happened to Mojave? <laughs> yeah, what happened to Mojave? Oh. But uh, I was going over, taking a friend home, going back towards uh, uh, Palmdale there. But um, I've had a few strange things happen. Uh, I remember on your past show, you talked about uh, Mandela. Oh, well, yes, that a lot of people have the memory that Nelson Mandela right. well, died. Well, that I don't remember, but during that time period in the 70s, um, when I graduated from high school, we had a teacher that I swear up and down had died, and I went to her funeral. Oh. Ten years later, we had a class reunion, and I was discussing this with one of the students. I said, boy, we're really going to miss her, and next thing I knew, she walked in. That's got to be a little unsettling. And I think it was during that same time, and that has been bothering me for years until I heard that show, one of your shows a couple of years ago or a year ago, about discussing about that. About this phenomenon. Well, it's actually, uh, thank you, it's actually a lot deeper than that because of what it would mean. And here's the basic theory, that a lot of people, for example, have the memory that Nelson Mandela did not... Uh, uh, not serve his uh, uh, jail time and then get out and go on to lead South Africa, but rather died. And it's not just, uh, that's just one example. There are many other examples of, of seemingly false memories that people have. Now, what could these be? 
Well, if there is eventually to be time travel, and I believe there will be, if we live, if we survive as a race to gain the technology, I think we'll be able to travel in time. I really believe that. And so there could be time travelers, and it may well be that if they in some way tamper with the fabric of time, or there's some other anomaly that tampers itself with the, you know, the, the fabric of time, then things perhaps do get switched on about as uh, experimentation and tampering occurs. And things uh, occur one way, and then time makes them something else. And so we have these weird little memories, just a possibility. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yes. This is Michael from Waterbelly. Yes, Michael. I happen to uh, be listening in on the, on the Mars thing. Yes. And I was intrigued. I brought up my computer. Yes. And a lot of those things look like just faces that are like from some statue that fell over or something. Yeah. It, it's, uh, over to the right, there were some that looked like they got a long nose and, and a kind of a flat uh, helmet instead of a round helmet. Right. And that little snake-like thing looks more like it's a pipe from, from a tractor or something because... Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you're right. See, we, we could go on with this until, you know, until the time itself ends. Uh, I yeah. Mean, uh, so you're sort of with me. I mean, it, it looks like this, it looks like that, it looks like a lot of things, and that's what our brain does. It tries to take random images and make sense out of them. So... You know, I'm just not convinced. That's all. I, to me, I I think they're rocks. <laughs> I like the gears behind that little snake-like thing. <laughs> I, I appreciate oh. the call, sir. Thank you. I I know. I looked at the snake-like thing, and I don't know. Rocks. East of the Rock Keys. You're on the air. Hello. Hey. Hey. About lost time. Yes, sir. Uh, one time I uh, drank two-fifths of whiskey and I lost two days. Uh, well, that, of course, is uh, a self-inflicted time loss, isn't it, sir? It certainly was. Thanks. Uh, you're very welcome, and uh, try and stay with us. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, hello. This is uh, Olin in Culver City, California. Yes, Olin. Uh, a couple of years ago, you had a uh, heavy windstorm in Pahrump, Nevada, and it was bringing in dust and dirt from uh, Mongolia and the uh, that's, a, that's a fact, yes. And the Gobi Desert. Yep. Now that's the same kind of land deflation that they're seeing there in that Mars uh, crater. And uh, if the uh, dust has been blown away in the Mars crater to uh, expose uh, buried objects, then there must also be some exposed buried objects in uh, Mongolia and in that Gobi Desert. Now, David Childress has been on your program a couple times, and yes, he explores yes. places like that. Mm -hmm. And now, with uh, all of that deflation in uh, Mongolia and the Gobi Desert, there might be a, a few uh, artifacts or dinosaur eggs or something to uh, uh, find there in the uh, Gobi Desert. Well, you know, they do, um, they do look for, example, for meteorites, and they go to dry lake beds and places like that to look for meteorites or anything else because, yes, indeed, uh, there's a great deal of exposure that occurs just due to wind and dust erosion. 
And besides, uh, uh, that kind of uh, empty area is just a good place. A meteorite would stand out. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Wow, really? Yes, wow, really. <laughs> well, this is Brad Davenport, Iowa. Is this Art? Yeah, see, you see, Brad, we don't screen calls, so you just go on the air just like you just did. Wow, amazing. Mm. Well, you know, I was calling. Um, it's kind of a weird question. I'm a logical person. I don't know. I have a tendency to doubt some of the things I hear on the show, but I figure you, of all people, would probably have a good answer for this. What do you call having a dream about something and then a period of time later actually seeing it? Or I would, I would probably call that precognition. That's precognition. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'm a skeptic and everything. I'm in law enforcement. You know, I sometimes think I'm losing my mind, but I, I have dreams periodically. Mm. They're nothing significant. It's, you know, not the death of anybody. It's nothing nothing important. It's almost random. Well, like life, you would think that would be the case more times than not of a precognitive dream. Why would it always be of dramatic events? It might just be of an event, something. Right. Yeah. And I, and I had one here the other day that was just, you know, I, like I said, I'm in law enforcement. It's, it's damn scary, to be quite honest, because it's like, what comes next? I just, it, it's like two pictures that are out of focus. All right, what was it? It was, well, I, I can't really go into it a great deal because it, it was on the job, but basically I, I was at a location. Uh, you know, the dream when I had it was nothing significant. It's nothing that I remembered. You know, I had very lucid dreams. Right. It, it was it was nothing significant. But when the day came and it happened, it, it was literally like two images coming into perfect crystal clear focus. <laughs> Everything made sense. I recognized the individual I was speaking with, the truck. I had a book, uh, a log book on the truck. I mean, I, I recognized the location, which is a very unique location. It's It's a secure location. I mean, it's just... It was absolutely amazing, and it's like, am I losing my mind here? Is this is this something that I could learn to control? Do you talk I mean, to your uh, Do you talk to your partner? Do you, do you, have you mentioned this to your partner to others in the department? I, I mentioned this to my partner. Yeah, you did, and he's actually my twin brother. How How did he? Oh my! How did he handle it? I I asked him. You know, I said, hey, you know, I want to ask you something here, and, and, and don't think I'm nuts, but <laughs> have you ever had a, a dream and then seen it? He's like, yeah. And it was the most casual thing. Well, it's because uh, the human brain can do stuff like this. I mean, it's it's a fact. I I, I gotta go. The hour's ending. Th thank you very much. Not a problem. All right. Uh, so there's a police officer, and you know, it's, it's a police, and everybody has these experiences. There is much more to this life than is apparent on the surface, isn't there? And even policemen and firemen and public officials, they all know it. We just don't talk about it except right here.